0: You're listening to the Coach T Podcast, hosted by my
1: dad. Welcome to another episode of the Coach T Podcast. My name is Isaiah Thomas. Hopefully, you're all enjoying your holiday break. As you know, these episodes are taped in advance, so <laughs> I may have taped this a couple days after Christmas. Hopefully, Santa Claus gave you everything you wanted, time with your family, the new Xbox game that everybody's been talking about, or taking your sweetie out for a date. I have a great treat for you. Uh Arthur Hill, head coach, Mr. Angel Rodriguez. Angel, how are you doing today? Not too bad. Yourself, sir. I'm doing great. Enjoying uh, enjoying a little bit of break before we go back. We got two weeks left of semester when we go back, and then I start all new classes. So the life of a teacher.
0: Oh man, you still have been counting, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yes, sir.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been fun. It's been uh, uh finished coaching middle school wrestling a couple weeks back and really lit my flame for coaching because when you're coaching at that level um the kids really absorb a lot of what you're teaching and it was just fun to be back there because that's actually where I cut my teeth as a coach in my opinion when I was coaching youth in middle school back in high school and when I came back from Muskegon so it was it was nice to go back to that that level
0: yeah that would be nice especially coming from the high school to the middle school level was it a lot different slower pace or something
1: Yeah, it was a little slower pace and just kind of the... I had an idea of what I wanted to show and it was kind of up to me to slow down when I needed to. With six weeks, you can't really show a lot. But my, my biggest thing was trying to taper my expectations from coaching at the high school level to the middle school level and the ability of some of your wrestlers that have never wrestled before. And one of the things I loved about this team was that all the kids had were relatively aggressive for not knowing anything. They, didn't, they went out there and tried to compete the best they could. And sometimes we got beat because the majority of my team were sixth graders. But you could see them getting better every single time they stepped on the mat. You know, a match they got pinned in 20 seconds, and maybe they took it all the way to the third period. Or a kid gets beat by 12 points, comes back, and beats a kid. So there was a lot of little victories there that I was very happy about and, and really excited for next year now that we've established something and the goal is to build the numbers, as, as you know, as we're going to talk about on the podcast, build yeah. the numbers so when those kids get into the high school level, they, they have an idea of how to wrestle and understanding positioning, and then they can start building themselves into an a individual that can help a team win a league title or win a district title or make a run to the team states.
0: Yeah, that got to be nice, definitely seeing the progress of the younger kids. And that got to be a good confidence booster for them, too. You know, those kids that are losing 20 seconds and going out lasting in the whole match.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and it made me realize one of the, the things that we were doing from, from a coaching standpoint, we were doing all the right things, working them hard and and, and making them realize that. In wrestling, you get out of it what you put in. So the time you spend on the mat and how you – make your reps count, things like that, encouraging your team. That was probably the biggest thing is getting them to realize that they are a team. And even outside of the school, just trying to be more of a family and less of the individual part, which that was always kind of a uh, roller coaster in some aspects, but I think they came on the last two weeks starting to really appreciate each other as a team.
0: I completely understand that,
1: <laughs> but enough about me. This is about you. <laughs> okay, sir. No, no, it's all good. I appreciate the questions. So, uh, Coach Rodriguez and I go back almost ten years. That I was just telling him the first time that I had um, that I had met him was during. Um, we went to Escanaba in February of 2013. It was the first time that I had took a team to the up um i had been there a few years prior going to northern michigan uh, training camp but it, it was an interesting trip we were all in d2 you were coaching with i believe coach Escamilla.
0: yeah he um yeah he uh he was there i don't want to know how much i would say i was coaching with him mm-hmm. but he was there sir
1: yeah so so you were there and, and everybody was like coach Escamilla was, was Part of Arthur Hill for a long time, um, both of them actually, and um, yes, and, and we were. In my connection to Arthur Hill goes a little bit further back. My senior year, Kendrick Marie uh-huh. who took six in the state, wrestled at one seventy one, and uh, I was at one eighty nine. Well, we ended up wrestling together at Mesquite Community College, and and that's how I got introduced to the Arthur Hill program. And then prior to that, my school, Lansing Everett, would go to the Um, Saginaw Black and Gold Tournament, which was always fun. Got to see Arthur Hill, uh, Saginaw High, Flint Beecher, uh, just to name a few teams that were there. And all the kids were always tough, like just real grinders.
0: That's so cool. I I think the last time we had a Black and Gold Tournament, I think it was uh, a junior, maybe senior year, so 07,
1: 08.
0: Wow. I completely forgot about that.
1: Oh, yeah. And I want to say they did pool play. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. Part you got four to five matches, and I mean, I wrestled some pretty, pretty tough kids, Cartheon Bibbs, and um, guys, kid plays football in the CFL right now. I can't even think of his name, Charles, uh, Charles Huge, Huge. Okay, Charles, okay, yeah. Um, and he was a kid I wrestled his soft, we were both sophomores, and then his senior year, he made the states but didn't make weight. Um, yeah. but he ended up playing football, and, and he's actually like he's one of the best CFL players in their history so um but yeah that that's the all connection and, and throughout this um adrian and i as he's become the head coach over at arthur hill now that it, it's also a co-op program with Saginaw high uh, we've been able to share some some n- nuggets of information and advice about coaching and things like that and it's been nice to see the progress of of the program where it's going moving forward so my first question to you is what how did you get involved in this great sport of wrestling
0: um well i had no youth background uh i went it was a, a while ago they used to have in saginaw you had the north middle school south middle school central and all those guys um so there was actually a middle school program at south we did not know about this so then i went to arthur hill um and i remember a kid kevin brant he actually had an arthur hill wrestling hoodie on uh i don't remember what hour it was but uh, i had asked him and i didn't really know what Wrestling was. I thought it was kind of like the the normal the WWE type stuff, like almost everybody thinks so they yeah. they understand. Uh, so he was like, "Well, yeah, we got practice today." I'm like, "Awesome, I'll come by." So I remember meeting Coach Larry. Coach Larry was the first one I met, and the first thing he ever said to me was like, "Do you like to fight?" And I just was like, "Yeah." So then we just went to practice, and ever since then I've just been hooked. Wrestled ninth grade, um, all the way to senior year. It's been wrestling
1: since. Yeah, And you had a pr- fairly successful career at Arthur Hill, Won over, I believe, over 50 matches your senior year. Oh, yes.
0: Um, no, I got 45. I was 45, 45 and uh, I think like maybe – I don't think I had double-digit losses. I think I was like maybe six or seven losses. I was coming off of my junior year where I dislocated my knee like mm-hmm. through the season, so it was kind of bugging me. Um, but I didn't do bad. I was a regional qualifier. Thought I was going to make it to States just in a really tough bracket, but I wasn't mm-hmm. horrible.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, the, the, the I mean, winning four-plus matches and just your career. And, and you were part of kind of that group where Arthur Hill would have three or four, like, really tough kids, um, just, just real grinders in there. Uh, that was – I want to say, who else was in that class with you?
0: Um, from 06 to 08 we went back to back to back district champions but then we mm-hmm. you know see the the gauntlet of Davison and all those guys um so then that was rough well you had you had mike dozo heavyweight you had uh Levante white Yeah, and i think 140 then his brother Lonnie
1: mm-hmm.
0: um he had some pretty good 103s and 112s uh David morero there's a bunch of guys that was it wasn't like we were super talented. We were just tough, just mm-hmm. competitive kids.
1: Yeah, that yeah, was pretty much what you, what you need. So, after high school, where'd you go after that?
0: So, I went into the Marine Corps after high school. One of my assistant coaches, uh, Kenyama, was a Marine Corps recruiter. You know how they used to come up to the, the cafeteria? Oh, yeah. Do like the little sign in thing. Well, I was mm. just sign signing, passing on by. He pulls me out of class, and it's like, hey, you signed it. You didn't tell me. I didn't think anything of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I had it really – I was starting to get the idea of wrestling at that time, and I was contemplating on what I was going to do, maybe going like a junior college or something. Uh, but I just couldn't find a college where I wanted to go that had something I wanted to get into. Right. So I just decided to sign up with the Marine Corps and went
1: to the Marine Corps right out of high school. Gosh. And how long were you in the Marine Corps?
0: I did four years in the Marine Corps, all the way to 2012.
1: Okay. And so your experience in the military, do you believe that kind of shaped your philosophy when it comes to physical fitness, discipline, things like that, the, the things that you try to pass on to your athletes?
0: It gave me a better structure. It gave me a better outlook on a lot of things.
1: Fitness. Mm.
0: Uh, somewhat dieting, because you do have to have a certain body fat, well not a body fat, but a, a fat percentage and your PFTs and all that stuff. It right. gives you it doesn't really give you much of an outlook on fitness, but it gives you more structure, an idea of where you want to go.
1: Right. It was always nice. How did you end up coming back to your alma mater?
0: Oh, that's a rough one. Uh, so <laughs> I was I had planned on staying in the Marine Corps. I was deployed um to Afghanistan on my second tour. And I was trying to reenlist. Uh, things, one thing led to another. Didn't reenlist, so I just was like, I'll go home. That's fine. Um, mm-hmm. Went home. Decided I'll stay here for a little bit and probably try to move out and get a job at like one of the trucking companies with the Marine Corps, with the military, like Oshkosh, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it, it was going well, and then my dad was kind of sick, so I just decided to stay home. Well, then like I like being around wrestling. I like wrestling, so I live maybe two minutes away from the school. Mm-hmm. And so I contacted coach Larry at the time, who was the coach. And I'm like, Hey, want to come out there and work out with the kids, you know, get a little drilling in, you know, nothing too big. Well, then I go there and I'm drilling with those guys. And then, I, uh, coach, I ended not leaving, and then coach Tony came in just briefly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I just played that volunteer. I had no aspirations to be a coach. Didn't even think I'd ever be a coach. Um, one thing led to another where there was another guy that was going to take over. And so things kind of played out in a bad way. Mm-hmm. And we're at a practice one day, and he, the guy that was going to take over leaves. And Coach Tony comes back in. And he goes, Hey, uh, yeah, you're going to coach. And I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Yeah, you're, you're going to coach. You got to coach this weekend. And I'm like, All right, I guess so. That's fine. So one time I just volunteered coaching. And then he was like, Hey, you're going to take over the program like two weeks later. <laughs> and like, uh, uh, all right, I guess so. I, I can mm-hmm. do it for a year or whatever until we find some way to take over, and then no one ever took over. And I just been coaching ever since.
1: Mm-hmm. Probably,
0: probably like one of the better decisions that I did. I guess I did not make, and I just kind of got thrown into it. And right. I love it. It's it's stressful at times. It's you know it has its ups and its downs, but these kids that come in, they they keep me there, and. I wouldn't be, you know, in a position as a coach where the program is in in general without the young men that I get every day Mm -hmm. and every season. These kids are phenomenal. You get, I don't know, I could name so many right now. you got the Lionel Baldwin, Victor Canalis, and Omar, and Uh, Melvin Brewer. These -hmm. these kids are, are definitely what keep me in the program. So, you know, kind of getting thrown into it sucked a little bit, but they definitely made it better. Um, as the years went on.
1: Oh yeah. It's funny. It's funny. You mentioned Omar. Um, I always <laughs> love that kid. Um, he came into a couple of practices. We made the regional, just, he's got the greatest personality and charisma really lights up the room when he walks in. Um, it, it's almost like he can make you first time meeting him. He can make it seem like you've been friends for twenty years. That's the oh, kind of absolutely. impact that he they has. And he went to my alma mater, MCC. Shout out to the Jayhawks out there. Yes, and then sir. Went to Life University, got his degree. So it's it's great to see your uh, your athletes achieve that kind of uh, that kind of uh, success like that.
0: He's actually a graduate assistant right now at Clary. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he's still in it. I love that yeah. kid. I was just talking to him yesterday, not too long ago. Uh-huh. Um, but I have his younger brother, Victor. I actually had two of his younger brothers. I had had um, Moses, who was mm-hmm. uh, right after him, and I, I had Victor. Yeah. And I get to see him a lot. He comes to a lot of the, the Wednesday duels and when he can make it to a Saturday. And that mm-hmm. kid's definitely one of the favorite kids I've ever got to coach. Uh, a super big reason why I kept coaching. Just kids like that. Mm-hmm. You know him. That kid yeah. is just – he's a spark plug, and he's – is definitely a catalyst for keeping coaches in.
1: Yeah, yeah, we need more kids like him in in the all game, great. so to speak. So, your first six years or so as the head coach, um, it was just Arthur Hill. Yes, sir. And then year seven, you co-op with Saginaw High. Tell me what's been like over the last four years, making all that work uh from two different schools. Now, for those that don't know, Saginaw High, yeah. Uh, also had a strong tradition of wrestling. I want to say they had a state champ back in 2010, heavyweight. Um, Moore, Quentin Moore. Quentin Moore. And it's funny about him, I was just thinking, um, his uncle was a state champion. Uh, Johannes, I believe his name was.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: and he uh, his senior year, he lost to Chris Henderson from Lansing Sexton, who Chris Henderson ended up being a three-time state champion. I actually got to coach with Chris Henderson for one year at, at Lansing Sexton. So it's just really weird how this uh, kind of this web of connection, so to speak. Um, but second high all, always had so. So, what's it like integrating those personalities? Basically,
0: um, it's not as bad as you would think. I think people have a really like warped perception of just those schools in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not bad at all. Once you get those kids that come in, right now I have uh, three and I have two. Actually, no, I have two now. I had three. One had to quit. So I have two now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's no different from the Arthur Hill kids. You just – they come in, and immediately, the first thing you have to do is when they come in, you have to sit them all down. Mm-hmm. The Arthur Hill students and the Saginaw High students and make them realize, look, like you guys are from both different schools, but that doesn't matter. You guys are all part of this team, and it, it, there's no difference. You guys are my Arthur Hill students. You guys are my Saginaw High students, but you guys are all my Arthur Hill wrestlers. Mm-hmm. It's it's really not super hard. Um, you get the ones and twos that kind of come in there with a little chip on their shoulder, right. uh, but once they realize you're there to actually help them and coach them and you care about them, it completely changes their whole uh, outlook on the program. Right. It was tough the first couple years because finding like rides for the kids. We didn't have a shuttle for them, uh, getting those kids back over. Um, downtown and whatnot. That was where it was kind of tough, but when they get into the room, it's not that bad. It was pretty easy to integrate those kids because most of these kids grew up with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not very many middle schools that they can go to. I think we have right. Willie and a couple others. Yeah. But integrating those kids in wasn't horrible. It was kind of the administration part that was rough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the coaching aspect and getting them part of the team and all that, it was super easy.
1: Right, right, and that, that, it's really crazy how wrestling can connect people, and you find this commonality that that you that we're, we're all here for for a couple things is is to get better every day and to grow as a team and as a family. So it, it's great to hear that. as a, As a former big city guy from Lansing, it's kind of crazy because people, you know, in Lansing we have the we have we at the time we still do, but the three big high schools with Eastern Everett where I went and Sexton, but a lot of the kids that I grew up with you know, ended up going to one of the other schools. So in competition, we'd see each other and we'd still hang out outside of school, if that makes any sense. So you you, yeah. you know each other, you have this 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 uh, familiarity with each other and everything else. Um, one of the things that has been growing in your program, you guys are finally seeing some of the seeds of this success that you've planted over the last 10 years. Uh, you, you got your first victory over Bay City Western in, I would say, probably almost a decade. Um, Western, uh, oh. you, you've always had pretty close matches with them and, and finally yeah. uh, was able to break through there and beat them and uh, being able to take second at a pretty tough Frankie move tournament. Um, oh,
0: that was cool. I, 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 <laughs> t- so we hadn't had our home match in a very long time and we opened up against Western and it was just, I don't know what it was in the day or whatnot, but it was just Crazy match at the crazy match at the crazy match. Like, I think we start at three, and my three-pounder goes out and gets a pin. 12 gets a pin. 19 gets a pin. 20, and it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of that duel, like, we look and I don't really pay attention to the crowd. It's probably one of the biggest crowds I've ever been in, probably one of the craziest duel atmospheres I've ever been in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't pay attention to the score for teams. I just know we're like, my kids were resting out of their mind. Yeah. Um, so we go, we do that. And then we have another crazy duel with Lapierre, um, and we lost by three. We had a, a bad incident on seventy one. The kid got cross faced and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, and he got my kid was, had his mouth open and got teeth marks on his forearms. Yeah, oh. um, so we got a flagrant you know, on and a unsportsmanlike uh, afterwards. So that were mm-hmm. those four points kind of like got us the duel, but it was what it was like we could have swung some matches the other way against Lapierre.
1: Um right.
0: but that Wednesday door open it up with as many kids as I had at home. And uh we had an incident also at 215 where my kid kind of one of my kids hurt his knee. Mm-hmm. And I that was like kind of the time where I kind of like got to step out of coaching that, that little coaching box and I look. Oh man, brother, there was a lot of people in those stands. It was insane. And it wasn't <laughs> like there was, there was probably, I don't know, hundred 150 people in that in those stands watching us wrestle. Um, mm-hmm. and it was, it was so cool. And like, I had to come back, we wrestled through it and whatnot, but just that Wednesday duel, open it up and go on, even go at one and one, you want to mm-hmm. go to at home, but right. oh man, easily one of the best duels I've ever coached. And then we carried over to Saturday and we're wrestling at Frankenmuth at the battle of the Bavaria, uh, good tournament, a lot of good teams there. And we're just. You know, we're, we're off to a hot start. And usually, years before, we get kids into semifinals, and, like, that's where I get really nervous mm-hmm. because we kind of, like, it's hard to get over that hump. But, like, I'm feeling confident, and one after another. I remember the match that kind of set it off was um, my 130 pounder Malachi. He wrestles the, um, the kid from Flushing. Jewel, I
1: uh-huh. his
0: name yeah. And Jewel's tough. Jewel's a tough kid. And Malachi, he wrestled for Bridgeport and he come to me as junior year. He's he's a junior this year. He, he mm-hmm. goes up and he doubles this kid and I'm like, oh, this is different. And they're in a really like back and forth match and after that, it was just like semifinal, there, semifinal, there, semifinal. Next day, we know, we got five kids in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really didn't realize we were in second until... Malachi was sitting there waiting to go into our placement matches, and he was like, is there a team race? And I'm like, I think so. And so we look on track wrestling, and I'm like, oh, oh, we're, we're in second. And then that, we went three for uh, five, and yeah, three for five in the finals. And then my, my 1200 hunter took third, and I took a fifth place in a two-fifth place and a sixth place finish, and next thing you know, we're second place, and the second place was cool, but what was really cool was um, two of my wrestlers took most fiber wrestlers. So Lionel, <laughs> he takes heavyweight, uh, most fiber mm-hmm. wrestler, then Malachi takes uh, lower weight. So it was just an insane start of the week. But seeing that, that was really cool. Seeing the kids excited, you know, I don't really take much credit for it because I can teach them everything, but they got to go out there and wrestle. You're right.
1: Uh,
0: so seeing those kids excited because they got a trophy and they're they're having the success that they finally deserve because of all the hard work they did, that was mm-hmm.
1: awesome. No, it's it's great to see, it. and it's been kind of a slow burn, so to speak, to get to that point. Um, I, I can I, I feel the excitement and passion in your voice when you talk so fondly about your about your athletes and how how much of an impact and, and getting a trophy. I don't care where you're at, what tournament it is, from youth to college. When you get that that hardware, it it, it speaks volumes uh, to what you're doing and everything else. So, I'm to the part of the the interview that everybody loves. <laughs> <laughs> as as as, what would be your advice to a young coach that that is thinking about getting in as a head coach? What's some advice to them that you that will help them be successful?
0: Uh I've been thinking a lot about this one. Um, I think the first, if you have the opportunity to be an assistant coach, take it. Um, it's tough to come in as a younger guy, and I think I was like 22 when I took over as a head coach. I had I thought I knew how to coach. I had no idea. Um, take advantage of the MWA clinics. Take advantage of all these other coaches that are going to give you the nuggets to um, get better. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And don't, you know, we, we tell our wrestlers to be coachable or we want our wrestlers to be coachable. I think as a coach, you also have to be coachable in the aspect of you always got to be willing to learn. Don't ever think you know everything. And that's not just from other coaches, but you can learn things from your kids as well. Um, I think that's that's really the best thing you can really do. Be an assistant coach if you can. Always be coachable. Never be afraid to ask questions. Uh What was was another one I had? I really forgot it now. Uh, Trust your kids, you know. Your kids are not going to lead you wrong. And if you ever feel down or you doubt yourself, uh, especially coming up, I I had those in my program trying to bring it up to where it kind of was, to where it is now. Don't doubt yourself. Your kids are going to make sure that you know what you're doing is right. Even if they don't say it, the rest is going to tell or just the way they come to practice and they're willing to learn that practice, don't tell you too. So just be confident. Okay.
1: Well, well said, Andrew. I appreciate you being on the show. And uh, like I've told people before, the podcast is My Labor Love to Wrestling. And it's really about bringing all these diverse voices from across the state. And them sharing their stories and how they got into to the sport, how they've impacted lives, and I appreciate what you're doing at at Arthur Hill and and continued success moving forward as we go into the new year 2022.
0: Thank you, sir. I love the podcast. Keep I got to keep listening to. I'm waiting for the Friday one on
1: Mitch Hancock. I'm looking for that one. So. <laughs> it's uh it's it's a good one. I'm really I'm really excited. They're they're all like you know like your children stuff. You don't have a favorite one per se, but they all. Um, really click, so I, I really hope everybody enjoys that one. I enjoys all of them. They're all they're all really good. It's always fun to sit back and interview your 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 wrestling family. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. So, but thank you, Angel. You take care and have a great uh, New Year.
0: You as well. Thank you, sir, for having me. Have a good New Year. Yep, you too. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Coach T podcast by my dad.